This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, I, Luke Cupforth, and our special guest, Hannah Witten, bring together three of the most divisive <laughs> stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Hannah, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. Are you excited to educate Josh again? I am. Thanks for having me again. How do you feel you did last time? Um, I think it was okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I've heard so much great things about how you performed, and I'm ready to see you in action. But it before we get into episode. that... It's a good episode. Last week, we had Dottie as a guest on the podcast. Could you please, Hannah, read Dottie's poll results from her story last week? Sure. So the question was, is porn equally as dangerous and damaging to society as smoking cigarettes and reckless driving? And 15% said yes. 79% said no. And the other was 6%. All right. Well, last week, I was very adamant that I thought porn was a very dangerous thing. So it looks like I did a terrible job at <laughs> putting forward my argument there. Do you, you guys all said no. So well done. How, how do you feel about that one? Oh, I would have been a no. Yeah, like smoking and reckless driving can kill you and like other people and porn like... Can it do that? No. Josh is looking at me very smugly. <laughs> Maybe in an extreme case, yes. Indirectly. And then there's a tweet from Walwyn who said, no one's physically dying from watching porn. Exactly. 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 Um, the fact that you can actually argue the benefits of porn, I have a whole video on the benefits of porn, actually, plug, um, shows you that it's incomparable to reckless driving, which no one would ever advocate for. Actually, I'm a strong advocate for reckless driving. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Okay, so... Last week, move on, guys. <laughs> so last week, my story was second, and it was that. Is it okay that parliamentary privilege allows lords and MPs to say what they want in Parliament? Now, we had fairly divided audience. We had 59% yes and 37% no, with 6% on other. How do you guys feel about that? I'm uh, impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that, that's quite a hard one because I, I'd say like a big chunk of our audience is very left and it's very easy to make an instant lunge towards no on that. Um, and so to say yes is quite, I think that's very well informed and they're thinking about what happens in Parliament. And I'm, I, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm stand with Lucy on that. I'm really impressed with that result. Well, I had a great comment on Twitter from Paulina who basically summed up the entire reason this show exists, <laughs> which was politics are confusing and I barely understand them here in Germany where I live, let alone 
understanding how the system in the UK works. What are the lords anyway? <laughs> what is their job? I have no idea and definitely need some more education in that area. So hopefully we can revisit the uh, the issue of the lords. I feel in the really bad that Paulina's education now depends on us. That's like a, <laughs> that's an awful that's lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, Paulina. I'd okay. say good on her for being so honest. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so Lucy, your story was last last week. How did yours perform in the polls? So I asked if we should stop turning our clocks for daylight saving time. 33% said yes, 65% said no, and 2% said other. What do they want? <laughs> <laughs> Read the comments, Lucy. Well, Georgia on Twitter said, Extra sunlight in the autumn winter is really beneficial to those of us who suffer with seasonal affective disorder. The dark mornings and afternoons slash evenings have a huge effect on my mood, so I'll take any extra light I can get. It would be awful if it was dark until mid-morning. That's really interesting, because that's something we didn't... I'm somebody who I think I think I have experienced seasonal affective disorder, and we basically focused on the industry things and didn't really think about mental health in any way so i'm really glad georgia brought that up yeah mm-hmm. still no though sorry oh. well, you you're pro daylight saving well I, to be honest i wasn't really for or against it i just yeah. think it cert- functions a certain way right now i think it's silly that it was introduced but it makes sense and the systems work the way they do now and I should listen to, to that tackle. episode because I'm just like it's something that happens I've no idea why that's <laughs> what that means <laughs> that's, yeah. that was kind of how we ended up was just like it happens doesn't really bother anyone yeah. <laughs> okay well let's get on with some education it is time for the first story of the week and that is my story Okay, so Josh, my story this week comes from the BBC, and it is that Trump vows to end birthright citizenship. Here are the three things you need to know. Curbing illegal immigration was one of the main campaign promises Mr. Trump made when he ran for president. The issue remains high on his agenda, and in a recent interview, Mr. Trump made one of his most hardline immigration pledges yet, vowing to end the automatic right to citizenship for children born in the US to non-citizens. Currently, all the children born in the US get citizenship under the Constitution. Quote, we're the only country in the world where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby essentially is a citizen of the United States, he said. It's ridiculous and it has to end. Birthright citizenship, which is enshrined in the 14th Amendment of the US Constitution and therefore likely to require more than a presidential order to revoke, is not, in fact, unique to the United States. But the US is in a small club of around 30 nations that offer it, including Canada and Brazil, but not the United Kingdom. My question for you, Josh, is should birthright citizenship be stopped? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Um, I, well, I don't think it does. I don't really agree with citizenship. I'm kind of a citizen of the world, so I have a bigger problem than that with this question, I suppose. Thanks for not answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me a lot of work to do. No, it doesn't. I said no. So it shouldn't be stopped? No. Okay, it should so be you, made easier. So you believe that everybody should be able to travel anywhere at any time? Absolutely. Pop okay. a baby out citizenship. Pop a baby out citizenship of the world. Yes. <laughs> Interesting, because that that to me would seem to go against what I would think of you, whether rightly or wrongly, which is that you saw, in my estimation of you, you've been quite against sort of the idea of one world government and and one one body governing the entire world. Yes, absolutely. That but shouldn't, that, that that shouldn't require, affect movement. Would that, not, would that not require one world government, essentially, or Why? some form of no, one world government? Well, because if you want to be a citizen of the world, you have to all agree that you're that anyone can move anywhere, mm-hmm. which essentially... Then you just agree to live by those laws. Right, but it essentially extends to creating global laws that exist everywhere. No, it doesn't need to. The reason why we're talking about this is because it's something that Donald Trump has said. Mm. And I think the whole idea of like birthright citizenship on a global scale, 
I'm not 100% sure about. I don't really understand too much about the pros and cons of it. Like, like we don't have it in the UK, but we've got like a different version of it. And like a, yeah. a very small group of countries actually do have birthright citizenship. But I think the thing that we're missing is that whatever all of those reasons are for and against it, I don't think Trump cares. I think the reason why he wants to get rid of it is because he's anti-immigration, because he hates immigrants. That, 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 and that's another angle of this that we haven't really Definitely. talked about. Definitely. And I think he's using really antagonistic language. If he had said, we must modify birthright yeah. citizenship, no yeah. one would be up in arms. But he's talking about ending it. But that's, I don't think that's what he's intending to do. No. And it's also, it's very funny timing with the midterms. And he wants to win back the, that following and that support. That is what won him the, the presidency. And statements and stories like like this are winning back the kind of votes that he needs to retain control in America. So I do think the reason this has been brought up is he's thinking, okay, in what way can I be controversial about immigration right now to win those people back? Which I think is kind of what you were saying. He doesn't care about this. Hannah's completely right. I don't think he absolutely, I don't think he cares about where someone's born, I think, but he does care about immigration. He does care about retaining control. So I do think it is funny funny timing do you think there's nothing in the idea that uh, so i i do take i'm not a trump supporter and i'm also not (laughs) and i'm also not anti-immigration but i do understand there's some amazing things that donald trump sure absolutely there are great things that all and there's terrible things that all all leaders have done (laughs) let's not go there but what i mean is that there are good and bad in every in every leader there's good and bad and i think there's a lot of bad in donald trump absolutely we will clarify that (laughs) but i think that what you said hannah there is is a little bit oversimplified the issue which is what you've essentially said is he hates immigrants which is i think potentially problematic in that you're basically labeling her racist which well, maybe he, maybe, he maybe he is a racist <laughs> i'm totally fine I, with labeling donald trump a racist but it, yeah but it, that that disregards any logic that has got him to the place that he believes in and if you oversimplify in that way you get an oversimplified response on the other side which is just well we'll just keep all of them out and so i think i think you have to understand the logic behind it which is that it, 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 do you think there's no merit in the idea of rather than going to another country, See, stay mm. in the country you're in and build that country up? I'm not saying that I think they should do that. I'm just saying, do you think there's no merit in that idea? I'm really confused by yeah. what I do because but we don't have birthright citizenship in the UK, and I'm I'm fine with that. Like, I, that's why I'm saying that I don't actually think it's about this issue. I think it's just about Donald Trump peddling his anti-immigration and yeah. So I'm going to jump in there, and I don't think that is what Hannah's trying to say is is that he's a racist. I think you were saying two things. One, that yes, this is part of, this is something that he can peddle right now that is part of immigration, which is something he cares very dearly about. Oh, yeah. And it's the one thing that he hasn't let go at all. You know, you'll notice that the wall's been non-existent currently and a lot of the very controversial things he was saying haven't happened. They won him the votes he needed, but they haven't happened. Whereas his immigration policies, he's stuck very strong to and he's been very controversial about them. So I think that is a part of it. And also, I do think that he is a... I don't think he's arguing it for the case that you're saying. Because, for example, what is your argument? You're saying it's oversimplifying it, but where is his logic coming from? What's he saying? What's the pro case for that baby not being a part of the United... being part of the United States? What's what's the detriment to the country? He's not saying... I mean, what what the detriment to the country is, is that from, from sort of his logical viewpoint, is that if you allow unlimited immigration, then there are more workers and there's only a certain amount of jobs. So the number of jobs stays the same, but the number of people goes up. And so wages go down. And so the people who are in the country therefore yeah, feel 
think like that's the, the argument behind. that every fascist in the world has used. But, I'm, I'm but not also, saying I'm, I'm saying that that is that is a logical thing that makes sense. It's not just racism. And but I don't think it is a logical case point in in in, in this whereby you're automatically applying a bunch of of factors to that one that. I mean, how do you know this child's parents haven't been there on a working visa for 20 years, are scientists in the community, and this child then has to go through a process where they've been at school for 10 years, but they aren't automatically granted citizenship? I don't think this is a good thing. But if they do it like, like they do in the UK, then they probably would if their parents had been there for a long and time. And you think America... Well, <laughs> you, I mean, and you think Trump's the I person to advocate I'm, that I'm, and I'm, fight for those rights. I'm very, by the way, I'm very aware that I'll probably come across as sounding very problematic mm. at the end of this, because I'm, I'm, I'm not essentially... I'm not necessarily agreeing with this stuff. I'm just... I'm no, just no, no, no. It's just interesting to see what that but, logical argument well, is that you're if, you're if you are saying. somebody who because Trump is Trump has said very pointedly whether it's been um, re, re, uh, reported in the press he said very pointedly that he's not anti-immigration he's anti-illegal immigration he's anti-people mm. well, well he just, said that whether, whether he whether it's, rhetoric. well I don't think it necessarily is because for example what what this birthright issue is preventing or is trying to prevent is, is what's called birth tourism and one thing this is a really interesting anti-Trump thing it turns out in that it says Russian birth tourism to Florida to maternity hotels in 2010 was documented. Birth tourism packages complete with lodging and medical care Whoa. delivered in Russia begin at £20,000 and go as high as £84,000 for an apartment in Miami's Trump Tower. <laughs> so Donald Trump has been making profit off of birth tourism. But that that's what I that's what I find interesting about this is it is more complex than just someone but being... what's wrong with that? That what? person's obviously got money. What, what's wrong with buying your citizenship into a country? You're talking about well, what's wrong with it is the that right. poor people can't do it, and so it's unfair. I mean, that, that's throwing your toys out the pram, really. There's a lot of things that rich people can't well, do, I'm not, poor people can't. I'm not poor, and I'm also not... I'm just not throwing my toys out. I'm talking about other people. Yes, no, but, but just because it's only selected to a few doesn't mean it shouldn't happen. And it's like you said, you, you earn your right, and if you have worked hard enough in your life to have money, just because other people don't doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to have things. Absolutely. Some people with yeah. money haven't worked hard for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some people haven't, but that doesn't mean the people that have should be... Deserve anything less I, I, I've, well on the whole I do uh, ironically I do actually believe believe you I've just been doing a lot of research and no, no, very interesting. But, it, but it is really fascinating and I didn't realise that people on holiday could gain an American citizenship like, like that I mean that's amazing but it's just if you're if you're born there like a friend of mine like he was born in the US and so he technically could have American citizenship if he wanted, like if he wanted to. to he could get a passport but and also and what's wrong the, with that? another really funny thing is that um like the, the criteria luck, the criteria to become president of the US um it like one of the things is you have to be born in the USA um so you could have um parents who aren't from the USA came to the US you were born there and then you like left and went back to where um wherever your parents are from and then you lived there your whole life and, you could be president. and then and then well no because you have to then live in the u.s for 14 years or oh, something wow. like that so then you could like go, go back. back when you're like 40 live there until you're 54, 54 and then run for president that's really cool <laughs> quick maths guys i all think right. it, i don't know maths. if that entirely checks out but <laughs> yeah all right well josh well, we're gonna have to wrap on this story but at the start of this story you said mm. this um, I, well, I don't think it does. I don't really agree with citizenship. I'm kind of a citizen of the world, so I have a 
bigger problem than that with this question, I suppose. How do you Ooh. feel about that? I'm a bit of a hippie, aren't I? Really? I was literally about to say earlier when you first said that, like you sound like a douchebag. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think. I think one. I think I hate myself after listening back to that. Um, and uh, I think uh, going back to the question, uh, let's let's go serious, guys. Um, I think I still agree with myself. Um, I I don't think it should be stopped. I think they're using it in a different way than it was was meant to be and I don't think Trump's the person to advocate that I think he'd do it very badly alright so you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh it is time for the second story of the week that's Lucy's story my headline comes from The Guardian sports minister resigns over delay to gambling curb here are the three things that you need to know Josh yes Sports Minister Tracy Crouch has resigned after the government delayed plans to further regulate fixed-odd betting terminals like slot machines. Her plan was to reduce the maximum bet from £100 to £2. The delay, which will allow betting shops to collect an extra £900 million from the machines, sparked outcry amongst campaigners and MPs. Gambling with Lives Group wrote that the machines were an instrumental factor in our children's deaths and that the delay will cause tens of thousands more young people to become addicted and dozens of gambling-related suicides. So, my question for you, Josh, is should the government be doing more to control gambling? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Um, I, I don't think they should. I think gambling's already set at 18. Um, and I think that when you're 18, you should really be aware of the risks of things. Maybe they should do more to educate um, but I don't think they should be doing more to control it. You know what, Josh? I'm really annoyed because most of my research was down the line of no, and now I'm going to have to do a, put a little bit of my tiny research on yes and what, stretch that out. What, you were thinking out. no as well? I was thinking basically... No, no, I was thinking that Josh would say yes and that I would have to convince him no. He doesn't believe in a nanny <laughs> state. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Thank it was you. just the more interesting one to research, I think you're I wrong, but I could have predicted your answer to mm-hmm. that. I All think right. it's a very easy answer to predict. So, Hannah, you think he's wrong? Lead with that, please. Oh, God. Well, I'm not the one that's done research on this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the effects of gambling, like and a, a gambling addiction, are horrendous. Absolutely. And I think Josh is right in that definitely more education is needed. That isn't happening right now. I don't remember ever being taught I about really gambling about or anything like that. Um, also, oh, can we allowed to name brands? Mm-hmm. Or, no. As long as it's not labelless, yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favourite things is that um, the betting agency lads broke is literally it's what it says on the tin. It's like lads are broke. <laughs> like, like it's why does why does that. anyone ever bet with them when it's just like this is what's going to happen to you? Well, just- there's a side there's a side of betting that's 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 really fun. I think you so know when I, you're watching a football game, you put two pounds yeah. on it. It does make it a little bit more interesting when you're down the. And I have been to Vegas and I love blackjack. <laughs> yes, blackjack is a lot of fun. But um, I do think that. There, there needs to be something and I think that this law sounds good it's a shame that it's been delayed so I think to be honest I do agree with the law uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of confusing myself Like, so going back on it what you're saying is at the moment you can bet £100 a on like a slot machine yes, yes. And, and you're and reducing you, it down to two in the long run yeah. nobody wins apart from the gambling the companies yeah. on that one because they're fixed odds well, yes yeah, so they're fixed odds which it's means there's a definite amount luck. that will go back to the gambling company every time and so I think that's where the issue comes because you we see gambling as like oh I might, maybe I'll win maybe the government maybe the government will win maybe the company will win mm-hmm. right and there's an element of chance 
But in this, while there is an element of chance per game, there is literally zero chance that the company will lose out because it's <clears> fixed <throat> odds. Yeah, but I do think that you wouldn't be able to do that for everything. Like casinos aren't going to turn around no. and place their maximum bet at hundred pounds. So you're talking no, about but these this machines. Is about the that machines. Are... But I do think that a lot more needs to change than just the fixed odd betting terminals. I have got such strong opinions about gambling. Do share. Because the companies are absolutely awful. Someone very close to me got fairly addicted to gambling and it was a huge issue. And um, it was the emails. So you'd sign up for all of these um, set amounts, like free bets from all these different online companies, and then they'd send you more. And then if you stopped gambling for a while, they'd send you more. Mm. If you made big losses, then oh, they'd send the you more. But that's the same with everything. No, you... it was disgusting. And then to cancel their account, they had to actually uh, manually write an email or something. You couldn't just cancel your account, and the account stayed live. Honestly, it's so so dark. That's and got dirty. to have like complications of GDPR now, surely. Yeah, like, and, but they also, wouldn't be able to... that might have been just before GDPR. Yeah. And also. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, but again, going back to Hannah's nanny state, like, your no, friend decided to place bets. I your mean, friend is a very capable person, I assume. Are they. I don't know how addiction works. Capable people get addicted to things all of the time. Okay, food's addictive. Are you going to ban it? This is very different. We need no, food to live. We don't need gambling to live. But we also <laughs> have the right to do something that you enjoy, and one person. Not, yeah, but it well, needs but, to be but by, by that argument, Hannah, alcohol's addictive. Are you going to ban that? Paracetamol is addictive. Are you going to ban that? No, it's just going to be controlled, so it's yeah. not as easy for everyone to access. Sure, all the and, it is, and it is gambling. controlled. It's eighteen. You yes, have to be eighteen to gamble. And no, to but use once these you're machines. over this threshold of eighteen. It's a free-for-all. It shouldn't be like that. There are 400,000 people in the UK with serious problematic gambling addictions. Mm -hmm. Two million people are at risk of becoming addicted. Think of the link to suicide. Think of the link to mental health. This is such a big issue. People are destroying their lives. And it doesn't just affect the people who are addicted. It affects their families and their friends because they end up lying and stealing money in order to feed that addiction. And then the deeper you get, the more you feel like you need to gamble more. Yes, okay, so... I fully understand. And there I are companies un- profiting I, from sure, this. Sure, sure. Well, but, but I don't think that... I don't think Josh doesn't understand that. Yes, I do completely and understand that. I think that. the issue here is, is a much deeper <laughs> issue is that the, the, the real moral issue we are having here is what, what Lucy said was Lucy said com- these companies are awful well companies aren't companies don't exist to be morally right so yeah they're, they're not companies the- exist to make money and they find ways to exploit people to make money so the issue you have is with capitalism because oh yeah I always have sure. an issue so that's the, that's the issue you, you have and you can't expect maybe you want to expect and it would be nice if companies acted morally but there's no law in place to do that and so I, I agree I would never exploit okay, somebody just, like this just I We've been just because we've been dealt a shit sandwich of like some of the some of the things that capitalism has done, such yeah. as companies wanting to profit off the awful like misfortune of, of lots of people. Mm-hmm. But just because that is just something that happens with capitalism, that doesn't mean that we have to deal with that, and and doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can do to regulate and to make it better for people. Yeah, it doesn't need to be banned. I'm not talking about banning gambling. We already talking... do a hell of a lot to regulate and 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 control gambling. No, seeing I... it firsthand, not enough is done. Gambling in, in what, is absolutely like what? fine. Like, what would you do? Like more control how much they can contact people. If somebody is obviously a problematic gambler. It need they contact needs to be How stopped. They, they need to stop. How do they do that? You can tell. You can tell when How someone. How can you is... tell? That that's absolutely ridiculous. A company is is there. They've set uh, up a system. If that... algorithms can tell like who you are, where yeah. you're from, and everything now, we, they can definitely tell. Because they... the problematic ones, they advertise to them more. 
And they can do the, they do the same thing online that they do in casinos. Do you know about like the psychology of casinos? So there's no natural light, there's no windows, so you have no idea what time it is. There's never there's no clocks in yeah, casinos, and as, and they have got cameras on you constantly. So as soon as they see that you're losing, they monitor you and they start to monitor your behaviours of like when you'd stop betting. And as soon as it looks like you've maybe made a few losses and you're about to get up and go. Someone will come over to you and offer you a free drink. Yeah, and, they, uh, but and, is and that not the same? same thing Tes- Tesco's put their more expensive brands where they make a bigger profit directly in the middle shelf in front of on, in your eye line. The cheaper brands are on the bottom and are harder to reach to because well, you no, physically have to bend this, over. Yeah, dealing with addicts. Exactly. But it's the same thing. You're talking about the way that we market things to people. Yeah, it's and it tricksy works. and it does work. But why? If you, you, your business is I gambling, it, you can employ the same it's tactics. It's an ethical responsibility to avoid addiction developing and also. Right. Becoming more and more problematic. I, I completely because uh, it's quite funny because I would, I would, I wouldn't be opposed to gambling not existing. For example, you know, there's a lot of countries where gambling is just completely banned; it's not allowed. No, and that would have huge impacts. We get so much taxation from it, and gambling is a good form of entertainment if it's done in a controlled way. Yeah, but I don't. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I don't like it. It's. I don't understand what you're saying here. In a- I understand your point. I think what you're trying to get to, Josh, is that you, you, you should, if you're so against gambling, gambling shouldn't exist. You shouldn't put sort of arbitrary, randomly assigned. Yeah, it's like your, 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 your arguments for it are going, yeah, but they're employing very clever marketing tactics to keep you there. Yeah, they are because they're very good at their job and they're doing what they want. They're to very do. irresponsible tactics. It's not their responsibility. No, and but the I thing think that you're forgetting be. is That's that the person the has chosen be to be there I as think, well. Yes, but in, with addiction, are you really choosing to be there? I think there needs to be a responsibility okay, for alcohol's, the company. Alcohol is addictive. The way alcohol is marketed is is using and using your wants and needs for that drink. But you're going to outright ban alcohol. In all no, fairness, though, I'm marketing, saying, I'm not ban marketing for alcohol is controlled. And so that's sort of a funny... The marketing kind of gambling is point. as well. And actually, where you're talking about it being yeah. marketed is very specifically in a casino. I'm talking about direct marketing. I'm do- and in a casino. And to be fair, I'm sorry to your friend, but they signed up for those emails. They decided to sign up for those emails. And they also walked into that casino. So if you've walked into it's a casino, gambling. you've already made the decision to walk into a casino. There's, it, it, for the me, place- it's not a casino. For me, the issue is online gambling because it's accessible at any time, any day, 24-7. You then have a direct relationship with the company and I've, I listened how to a documentary you, on Radio 4 the other day then? and the, the of the addicts who had literally de- their lives had been destroyed and I'm not saying they've destroyed their lives because I don't believe they had I think their lives were destroyed by these companies just targeting the vulnerable they really really are I'm really, I'm really lost on this one because I've got like two different opinions I agree got, that I've, that's horrible Lucy I, I, I do completely agree that that is a massive shame but and uh, I do. I don't know whether you know marketing for anything is done like that. So you can't, you know. But you're dri- you're driving people to commit suicide. The amount of deaths well, related to. But that's, I think this is why it's this is why this conversation will go nowhere unless we attack the the sort of lower down thing. Is that you believe they are targeting to them, targeting them to commit suicide? Josh does not believe they are targeting. They're targeting them to be a customer of their business. The but they know effect- full well what that leads to. 
They know full well what it can lead to. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's says, not a definite. There are plenty of people that are capable of gambling. of gambling related suicides. There are hundreds of thousands of gambling customers. And now I'm not. I'm. I would never open a gambling business. I would never profit off somebody being addicted to something. But the point uh-huh. is that Josh is making, and that I sort of understand as well, is that you can't expect someone something that doesn't have to act morally. To act morally, to act people morally. want to earn money, and people run businesses, and you can't. You have to work out better ways to do that. Now, the better way to do that would be to educate people to not do these things. It's like so no, I don't think so. I I think I grew up being told don't gamble, and I see my close friends and family, predominantly male actually, being told this all their life, not gambling, and then deciding actually I will. Sure, but Lucy, out, this, that's, that's not educating. This, this them. gambling that's, that's... gambling marketing exists everywhere. You see it. You're not a gambling addict. I'm not a gambling addict. Now you could say that that's down to privilege, maybe. But I want more money. I would love more money. Mm. I have been gambling. I went gambling with Charlie Simpson from Busted once. That's my fun anecdote where he so, lost 500 pounds and I got 250 pounds goodbye I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure how good a comparison this will be but the thing that comes to my mind is cigarettes and smoking mm-hmm. sure. and how well regulated that is how we've not banned it because that's ridiculous and mm-hmm. the tax well is it, it ridiculous Yes, it's completely well, ridiculous. Let's, let's take pe- focus. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um but the fact that you know there's no How, marketing. There's no. You can't advertise it, and also all of the packaging um, has like m- warning messages and, and sure. pictures on it. And so, why can't you have like things like that? Like if you know, if you go on a gambling website, there are like the ads on it are like um, for help or like for support or for information and things like that. Uh, so I, I think that this is a good start, but I think it's more about attacking, and it is a literally attacking those who are problematic because they they sense when somebody is developing a problem and then they send more and more the thing is um, I heard an anecdote the other day from a friend there was someone who was really really it was a farm worker really really good at, at gambling earning like 10k extra on top of his salary just mm-hmm. from doing it and they banned him when you get too good they ban you but when you get too problematic they they literally don't care they welcome it and they want more and more and more mm-hmm. that is not ethical and that needs to be controlled all right so josh at the start of this story you had this to say um i i don't think they should i think gambling's already set at 18 um and i think that when you're 18 you should really be aware of the risks of things maybe they should do more to educate um but i don't think they should be doing more to control it how do you feel about that, Josh? Yeah, I think I absolutely still agree with with that. Only because I think the control one, it's just a thing that I don't I'm not comfortable, which is a control as opposed to education. But two, I think more education is is, is definitely needed and I don't think control would be better in the long run. Alright, so you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That's Hannah's story. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, this headline is from the Metro. Should Ooh, yay. And a newspaper, I may understand what they write. <laughs> <laughs> Should fireworks be banned? Thousands sign petition to ban fireworks from public sale. Ooh. Josh, these are the three things you need to know. Ooh. More than 100,000 people have backed a petition to see fireworks banned from public sale. The petition is calling on the government to only allow fireworks to be sold to licensed venues for displays and not to the public. It could now be discussed in Parliament as any petition that is signed by over 100,000 people can be considered for debate. Current law states that you cannot buy fireworks if you're under 18 and it's against the law for anyone to set off fireworks between 11pm and 7am except on certain occasions such as bonfire night which was yesterday from the day we were recording this. (laughs) (laughs) The time around bonfire night is also a worrying time for pets and their owners. The RSPCA have also set up their own petition calling for a review into fireworks rules to protect animals from injury and distress. They said, we've launched a campaign to restrict the private use of fireworks to certain days of the year and reduce the decibel levels it has so far received more than 300,000 signatures with a target of 500,000 the question is should we ban the public sale of fireworks 20 seconds Josh go I mean, yeah, they should be banned. I can't believe that fireworks are actually sold to the general public. It's kind of a bit perplexing to me. That's, that's me. I honest. agree. Oh Let's my God, I home. so agree. <laughs> yeah. This is so interesting to me because that's the complete opposite. That's like the ultimate nanny state. That to me is the opposite logic no, to, to what you not just at spoke all. about. Well, go on then. How, how so? Be- because there's certain things I completely agree where it, it's not nannying. It's that's a gun. Only a trained professional should be allowed to use it, which I completely agree with. This is a firework. It's a substance that explodes that can do severe damage to someone and we just sell them to the public and it doesn't make sense to me at all. Honestly, I mean, if you have things that you can tell me that educate me, great, but I just don't get fireworks. The fact that you can set them off in your garden and on it, I have been to people's house, you know, bonfire nights and things around their houses. It's amazing that people haven't killed someone. Like, and I'm sure things have happened, but you know, last year I was at a bonfire party where they almost set a tree on fire and like that's so 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 close and I just yeah guys I'm a bit perplexed on this one I've never really understood it I wonder um, if Luke's going to hit us with some stats of actual deaths I want to well, hit you with a picture that we can put on Twitter I have got some stats of actual deaths thank you oh, but firstly okay. I'd like to hear Lucy's story could you please tell us Sorry. your story Lucy <laughs> as you are so 
excited to not let me do my stats and would like to tell your story. Please go and tell your story. What's your story, Lucy? I'm really... Yeah, I just want to show you a picture that we will put on our Twitter account. Let me see. We woke up to a firework wedged into our car this morning. That is ridiculous. And your adorable dog is just sat in the car. Look how annoyed he looks. Um, Oh, my goodness. No, but that really annoys me. That's wedged into the wing mirror, isn't it? People were having it next door to our house. That's on the high street of a small village. How is that allowed? I really don't... Uh, what, what, Luke? I, I can see there's a sheet of stats in front of me. I can see that I, you've prepared. Can you hit me research. with something that is pro public sale okay, of fireworks? So the, so the pro public sale of fireworks, I would say taxable. Okay, the obvious. Well, one. firstly, yes, obviously, obviously taxable, but that's you know capitalism Probably, fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the only thing is, is that I I did lots of research on both sides of this. Is that there are 130 million fireworks sold every year, and that's a lot. The of vast fireworks. majority of those result in perfectly fine, perfectly sort of ah yes. But what number of those fireworks are big displays by private and professionally licensed companies? Honestly, I don't know. The Telegraph only had the stat that one hundred and thirty thousand um, fireworks are sold each year in Britain. Okay. Um, now what that may mean that one hundred thirty thousand are sold to the public. Million. It may, million. One hundred thirty yeah, million. One hundred thirty fireworks. <laughs> now, so the thing is, is that um, where was I? Let me find my thing. Um, so the argument for that is like don't punish the majority because of the stupidity of some people yes but then okay let me just bring it back to guns right people some people very likely could be okay with a gun without a license well the majority of people probably could be probably yeah right that's still you still wouldn't allow guns in the UK would you well yeah, I feel like this is the most problematic episode I, problematic episode I've ever done no I'm again I am for gun control yeah. police do with licenses I do understand the logic trained, behind that have been trained that people say like well a gun doesn't kill a person a, a, a a person does, right? Yeah. And so I do understand the logic behind that. Now, that how have we got to this? Right. Well, because because that's essentially what's happening here is that what's really interesting is fireworks are explosives. I wonder how long mm. it's going to be before, for example, fireworks are used to attack someone. Or could be used in a terrorism. Don't give them attack. ideas. Like, no, but, but genuinely, we are my, selling. My we are was selling hit by a firework. We're oh, really? selling yeah. gunpowder to the public. So obviously, in on one level, it is ridiculous. And for example, I found an amazing stat: three sparklers burning together give off the same heat as a blowtorch. Oh which is like God. we see sparklers as these little fu- now I did find that on fireworksforum.org.uk so I'm not sure how good that can be and also, also there's no limits on a blowtorch like blowtorches yeah, are completely accessible true. and also, also remember as a kid how much safety prep you were given about sparklers it was like wear gloves don't put it on the ground put it in like the bucket of sand like yeah. it was Constant. I was ready to stop, drop, and roll. A, a, yeah. A sparkler's one thing, but do you, in your honest opinion, now. do you actually think so? Sparklers are no. Right, sparklers, right, right. sparklers are not banned. Sparklers are fine. No, sparklers can stay. They've not. They've not been officially banned, but most fireworks displays have completely banned them. So From the one being I went at the to, event. Yeah, Wait, really? Not, sparklers yeah. are banned. Yeah. The one and I went the to. The argument is, that, I guess, look, if you don't nice have to... the, the safety buckets to put them in, and people are dumping them on the floor, that's it's really just kids dangerous. waving them around. I mean, they're exciting. They wave, and they're running with a with a burning substance at the end of a stick. See, I. I think I think the issue here for me I love I love putting on like my own fireworks display I've done that in Brighton I've done that in my house like that, that, that to me here's a house. list of all the places Luke's done a fireworks so, display and, and again I will I will say that I'm not necessarily pro or against it I feel like this whole episode I've just been like here's the problematic opinion I've had because I've done lots of research <laughs> what's um, what, let's spit it out Luke Come sorry on, where are we going with this um but but I think that a lot of the burden in this situation is, to a certain extent, on us and on retailers. Fireworks have become so accessible that we started treating them 
lightly. Like I remember when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, the idea. Who's responsibility? So, is it us or the retailers? Well, you, both. I think the well, when you okay, can't well, so do actually, that. no. Yeah, you're right. It's not the retailer's responsibility. Oh, They're really? just selling as a perfectly legal product, mm. right? And so I think we in the la- in when I was a child, we would light. My dad would like light something a hundred meters away, and we would stay there really far back, and that was fine. That was absolutely fine. Then fast forward to me being an idiotic eighteen year old, I was firing fireworks at the beach, being a complete dick, and that's, yeah. that. The issue is where you become a dick, and it's like with everything. No, but like, we're all dicks. Like I think. Of myself as like quite a smart responsible person but i was 16 years old um like out in the woods near our house setting off fireworks in a completely enclosed area oh my what god what the hell was i thinking well, but what you were doing there was you were breaking the law hannah Probably. because you were 16 years old and you had fireworks and you were lighting them oh, and so yeah. that's sort of not the, that's not really <laughs> under this issue no i mean if you're breaking the law i don't know who bought that's them. the same thing as fireworks being banned and you just having well, some I, fireworks well, that's well, illegal. I didn't fireworks. Buy them. all right just to the start this story you had this to say I mean, yeah, they should be banned. I can't believe that fireworks are actually sold to the general public. It's kind of a bit perplexing to me. How do you feel about that? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> well, you can let us know what you think. Still perplexing. Hopefully it'll be more detailed than you. Uh, on Twitter in our polls, at Educating Josh, will there also be a beautiful picture of Lucy's dog with a firework stuck in the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time to move on with the show. It is time for the quick fire round. Josh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson have both been very public in the fallout of their breakup. Whilst people are fine with Ariana writing a song about it, less are fine with Pete's use of it in comedy on Saturday Night Live, presumably because musical lyrics are more subtle. Josh, in your opinion, is this double standards? I think this is tabloid crap, because from what I've seen, they've both been lovely about each other in the press. So, go away, press. Josh, Channel 4 have asked 20,000 people about their attitudes to leaving the European Union. Their survey showed that 54% of people would vote to stay in the EU in contrast to the 48 that voted in the June referendum. Should we have another EU referendum? No. (laughs) I just want to leave now. It's it's too much. It's going on for too long. Josh, a girl in America has tricked Trump supporters into buying her a new iPhone by pretending her parents kicked her out for supporting Trump and then starting a GoFundMe. Is this morally corrupt? Yes, but she's still awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And the good news story of the week is that customers empty donut shops shelves every morning so that the owner can care for his sick wife. Wait, so do they do they do they empty them by eating all the donuts? They go in and pay for them like at half four in the morning and buy them by the box lid so that he can be finished really early so he can go and care for his wife. Oh Aww. my goodness. That oh, is the greatest news that's story very sweet. of all time. Alright, well thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh and thank you Hannah for joining us and putting up with our debates. Oh uh, thanks for having me. And also me. contributing to them too. <laughs> what are you up to next, Hannah, and where can people find you? People can find me at Hannah Witten on the socials and on YouTube. And what am I up to? They can listen to your podcast. They can listen to Banging Book Club. They can... Um, oh, I'm, I'm just like a classic internet person working on a secret project. Nice. Yeah. Tell us what it is. Nope. I want the exclusive. <laughs> is it a book? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> classic internet person writing a book. <laughs> really do check Hannah out, though, because her content makes ours look terrible because it's so well done and Aww. so brilliant. So, yes, do check Hannah out. Okay. All right. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh. There'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's Quick Fire Round. Get your questions into the show. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to this, over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye.
you ready for the joke of the week, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a pretty big deal. Um, why did the blind man fall into a well? Oh, because okay. he couldn't see that well. Ah, that's really good. That's your first really good one. I, I like that a lot. That's your. That's currently your best joke. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks to Reddit for that joke. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 